0: You have reached the Geek Elite. Good luck.
1: The future comes, and now my watch begins. It shall not end until my death. I shall miss no game, withhold no news, report all rumors. I shall wear no jerseys,
0: We are here for another Overtime as Stephen and Ian come in to talk about the third and fourth books and the conclusion to Wonder Woman Dead Earth, Black Label over at DC Comics.
1: Mm-hmm. Hey, hi. Glad to be here. Uh, first time caller, long time listener. <laughs> um, it's it's just great to be on the show.
2: It's, it's good to have you here.
1: <laughs> thank you. Thank you.
2: When we first got your email, I thought, you know, like... Is this guy going to be a good guest or or what? You know, but like I don't know. I, I think you'll do good. You know, we were just talking for the first time here just before the show, and you seem friendly. Yeah. Uh,
1: th- thank you. I'm trying real hard to not be nervous, and so I'm uh, I'm excited. I read the book. So it was it was a good it was a good read. and um, you know, just
0: just speak your mind. Just you know, come right out with what <laughs> it is you need to say when you when you have an opinion. We won't you know roast you too hard. Mm-hmm. Too hard. For, thank you. For,
2: for anyone who by some stretch is here for the first time <laughs> or anything like that I'm, I'm sorry. inside Nook, Ian, a normal member of the podcast
1: <laughs> I mean, pretty regularly <laughs> hi guys let's, let's dive into it
0: <laughs> so, yeah let's dive into it this is the third and fourth book we did uh, episodes previous to this for the first and second book separately but this time we're doing the third and fourth together because the third one really uh, is pivotal to the for- to the end of the story
2: like yeah. it's a bridge the- issue
0: it, it's a bridge issue but so i'm gonna come out and say this right now at the very beginning wait can i guess this can i guess what you're gonna say you go you, you say it you guess it missed Miss like is not like this at all it's not that i didn't like it at all <laughs> there's a part that i really am upset with and it's the the first two books build up this fire this thing that happened that that scorched the earth and took killed everybody killed all the humans and and Wonder Woman cannot remember it mm-hmm. I read through the third book and then we get to the fourth book and they're like oh yeah she we we know why now and I'm like wait did I miss it so they I showed had it go, I yeah I had to go back to the third book and you it's it's two panels of her scorching the earth she's the fire apparently yeah like, there was more fire in the comic book when she blows up all the uh nukes <laughs> i think it the was fighting like- superman part is not enough to destroy the earth but apparently every time she punched superman in different areas of the planet it
2: destroyed everything in that area honestly like i think that it's there's a whole lot of destruction that they caused, but I do think that there's still also everything else that humanity wrought in this instance that created plenty of destruction in and of itself as well. And the two just get tied together.
1: Right. I mean, what happens when an unstoppable force punches an unmovable object?
2: <laughs> the, the other thing I'll say for, I will say for this is that I do think that we're seeing the situation from very specific eyes after the fact. And so we could still be getting presented her view of the thing, even though they're, they're telling her certain facts. She we're seeing the stuff uh, as it's being tied together by her. True. It could still be her just being like, Oh no. Yeah. I destroyed everything, but it's not necessarily so cut and dry.
1: And it felt kind of hyperbolic, like the way it was presented where it's like, like one punch is like the 12 nukes. (laughs) <laughs>
3: yeah.
1: I don't yeah. think I don't <laughs> think either one of them is that strong. <laughs>
2: like, I, I, had, I don't know if they are if they aren't. I think they might be. In, the, in this universe thing, we're clearly dealing with something where they threw they kind of like threw the baby out with the bathwater for the lore. <laughs> this is true.
0: I just I just I f- like all the anger that D has towards Wonder Woman in the fourth book. After Wonder Woman reveals to D that she is the reason why everybody is dead, according to her, like mm-hmm. it doesn't seem, it doesn't seem like uh, it it happened properly. If that makes sense, like it it didn't it it didn't deserve it. It didn't earn it. That's the what I was looking for. Like because yes, I understand most of the world's population is dead, but like they tried to nuke. Paradise Island first. Yeah, it, you had to destroy all that shit, but it still mutated all of her her Amazonian family. Like, mm-hmm. I, I I don't see how they can do that. The, how how the writer can can make me want to uh, feel sorry for D or be, feel like uh, D's anger is warranted. I guess.
2: I understand this one. I I do wish that this had been two to three issues longer. I think that's what it is. I think there's way there's way too much speed at the
0: end of it. Like the whole Batman stuff is just glossed over, rushed through, and yeah, glossed
1: over.
3: Mm-hmm.
2: No, I, I'd, I'd, I like.
1: Okay, I don't want to get ahead of anything, but I do enjoy. In the fourth book, we have the the panel after he takes her back to the Batcave, and he goes upstairs to have a drink, and then he sits down right where he dies.
2: Yeah, I like the in that I moment there, that there, were, there were like the the four pieces of this where he like sits down. I think we we're, we're seeing him like wrecked about the situation, probably crying, um like head up, taking a drink, and then the one little laugh. Yeah. Like
0: I, I liked that sequence. I mean, I guess I didn't I didn't get it though. Like I, I mean I, I guess if you take into account like everybody already knows Batman. Batman. Everybody knows the lore behind Batman. Everybody knows Batman's personality, but like this is the first time we see him in the four books and he just,
1: he's like, he's just the laugh. What What is he laughing about? Like I chose to take it as this is the one thing he didn't plan for. <sighs> okay. That's fair. Where it's like, I- of course, it's the one thing that I was like, "That wouldn't happen." That happens.
2: Yeah, it like, like I, I spent all this time worrying about Superman and planning for Superman, and then it was Diana. Huh?
3: Did know damn. <laughs> uh, I,
2: I this is this is one where after reading it, I was a little discontent. Um. And that's saying a lot, because I really love Daniel Warren Johnson. I thought there were so many hits in this book in general, that for the plot to miss me" was not one that I expected <laughs> uh, in his previous comic series, um, with both Extremity, uh, and then also for uh, I forget the name um, you know, "Murder Falcon." Uh, both of those, I felt like the story came in like a freight train for those also. Like it was just going but i never felt like deserved by that this one i did feel that and i think that's actually been a part of why we haven't heard the same kind of like acclaim that we've heard for other dc black label books
1: yeah i think i have the the differing i enjoyed this book opinion
2: (laughs) which Um, i did not expect when we talked about this just before yeah and you were like hype on it i was like damn ian's more so, positive on this one than i was
1: <clears throat> so the first two were like okay where where are we going with this like uh, uh, you're you're kind of missing me here and then book three happens and it just gets metal as shit <laughs> <laughs> like it's just like all right here we go and then she ends up with like the skull mace that's also a whip and i'm like <laughs> all right let's is- go and hey, here we go man skull yeah Superman skull and spine yeah, yeah. <laughs>
2: like that's awesome like, if it had been any other creator in that moment like just reading that part of the comic i would have been like oh fuck off like <laughs> yeah, i would have fuck. been i would have been done but since it's daniel warren johnson there's a little bit of a sheen i'm a little more positive on it i was like
1: okay okay let's see yeah. what he does with no. it i was just like, seeing, like that, i was like hell yeah
0: <laughs> you show that skull and it has a crack in it. It like it's it's damaged from where Diana like uh punched the crap out of him, right?
2: Yeah, and but, she did punch the crap out of him. Can we talk about that fight scene after this part? Because I got yeah. a whole thing about that.
0: <laughs> because like, is his bones still gonna be indestructible, like at this point? I mean, I guess it's still catching yellow rays, but like yeah. it's it's damaged. Just <laughs> it's I I don't know I don't understand how that worked. It's obviously it's a comic book. I shouldn't have to. I shouldn't (laughs) dig too much into it. They literally she put a rope through a spine and tied it off
1: inside of a skull.
0: Like, however that worked. (laughs) I've got a lot of thoughts
1: on this one.
2: Ian, you first.
1: (laughs) I want to go back because I said this to Stephen before, like a little bit before we started recording. I want to go back and I want to find a list of songs I, I want to pair this with 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 dio i feel <laughs> like you need to to read book three and four with just like ronnie james dio screaming in your ear about like flying on the wings of an eagle while she's whipping this skull around and <laughs> fighting her sisters and just it i don't think i say this often enough it was laser ass in a good way like like <laughs> La- laser laser
2: Laser ass is a term that Ian and Sid came up with years yes. ago that's about being like extra uh, unapologetically and just going to town with what you're doing.
1: Yeah, and, and most of the time, it's a derogatory mark. If, st- if I tell you something is laser ass nine times out of ten, I'm like, eh, it was a little too much. Right now, I think it was the perfect amount of laser ass.
3: Mm-hmm.
1: And it was just like, you didn't have me in the first two. So in in the third, you're like... All right, now they're fighting and it's explosions. I'm like, okay. Yeah. All right. And then the fourth one, you're like, and now she's fighting her mom, but with the skull of Superman. And all Mm -hmm. of her sisters are there too. And she's just kicking all their asses because Batman had her like, (laughs) had her like Amazonian genome in a a syringe and she has her powers back. I'm like, fuck yeah, let's go.
2: (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, honestly, for this one, there were a lot of parts that. I wasn't here for, it. and then a lot of parts that I was, and it like I'm actually kind of <laughs> glad that we had the amount of time that we've had since the last issue came out, yeah, to process this one and get to a better place with it <laughs> um if for like w- one of the things that I liked was that it it didn't it wasn't beholden to the entire lore of everything before this, and right. I think that what's the the lore they decided to go with for this one actually informs everything else including the Superman skull stuff everything from for like from the jump into everything else um, again I don't know the lore of all DC things I'm much more of a Marvel person um, always been that way but for this one um, Diana's mom uh, it's Hippolyta right
0: yep Hippolyta okay. or Hi- 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 Hippolyta depending Hi- on who you talk to
2: yeah I think on um Lovecraft Love Country. That. Yeah, they, they say Hippolyta. And I'm like, oh, I don't like that. Yeah, I know. I
0: like Hippolyta. Like, that's how yeah. I've always heard it. But
1: it's yeah. always, always read it. Like, that's what it's always been in my head is Hippolyta. And it's like, yeah. get out of here with your weird other pronunciation. <laughs>
2: <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, um, like, her whole thing was that the gods did something bad to her. Right. And then she created Diana because of that stuff in the past. She made this person. Whether to directly strike back against that stuff or because of that, in in some way, shape or form, uh, it is just because of the, that situation that Diana is who she is and what she is she's born of this kind of like anger, frustration and hatred and that stuff burns through everything. There's this nice little period after everything where Hippolyta was happy because Diana existed, but her resentment towards, uh, towards men and humans in general was uh, this direct through line. And then humans came back around and did all the shit that the gods had done to her again, a million fold in, in this thing, there's a constant cycle of, death and rebirth over and over again with people's transgressions I guess and I have not put this into words before so I'm sorry for how this is coming (laughs) up but no there's this constant cycle of this and so the Superman who is he's dead he's not there in any way shape or form except for like what she says it's this beautiful memory and like there's these bones which are indestructible I think it's This metaphor for the fact that no matter how something goes between you and someone else, the best parts of them are still with you, regardless of whether they're not there or anything else that happened between the two of you. The best parts are still there. Wow. And I I don't know if that's what it's intended, but that's what I got. That's
3: what you got.
1: I go ahead, uh, Ian. No, go Mitch, go, go, go.
2: I was just gonna say that I, I, I,
0: all I took out of it was that they needed a way to get Superman into her outfit because they had <laughs> her wearing the Batman like <laughs> and leggings already. So they're like, "Oh, how do we get to?" Oh, I know. What to use his skull and spine? Okay.
2: Well, with with that stuff, I mean, all of those things are things that would prove to be useful going forward from the past. Those best parts of people True. still there. You're right. You're right. Uh, but no, like. I don't know th- there's so much in that one that i i can't necessarily separate current events or anything from the the way that i'm interpreting it you know but uh-huh. i think that it's still very much in there that things can get shitty and you could still make something better of it even if you are part of a problem
1: Hmm. No, i don't have anything near as deep as that <laughs> <laughs> that was that was beautiful that was it was even <laughs> um it's more of just an observation that I was surprised in book three and into book four that we didn't see like Ares at all I Given mean, we see just enemy gods yeah but like with like Aries specifically with all of the destruction and all of the violence and all of the just constant fighting and all of the anger from Hippalta, like I'm surprised that he didn't even show up to go hey. Just checking in. Are y'all good? Do you need any war? Like <laughs> he could have been. They
2: they do address that there's no like super powered people really around anymore. Um, they say that a lot of them left for more like fruitful worlds.
0: Basically, saying the Green Lanterns decided, "Fuck this planet. We're we're gonna go away now."
2: <laughs> yeah.
0: And, um. I, I was going I to change the subject so you can go you I was going to say
1: if if the green lanterns actually dipped out, I don't think that was the choice of the earth lanterns. I think they were told, "Hey, you're not allowed to go back to Earth anymore." Sorry.
2: I mean, that, what what are they going to police?
1: Yeah, that's that's true too. They they already uh, let the world die, so they're going to police the Hadra, okay?
0: <laughs> well, I do like the scene where, you know, like uh was it Superman's talking to the UN, right? And he's like you Know you, you can't do this, and then uh, they launch, and he's like, What did you do? Yeah, you now they're gonna send her.
1: <laughs> like, <basically. laughs> uh, like, that was do you, that want was Diana. The- this is how we get Diana, <laughs>
0: <laughs> and I like one of my issues, I guess. The one maybe, and, and this is completely on me because after reading issue one and two, like we had as a group because we talked about them like we had so much speculation we had so much like of why this the world is like this and I mean I, I mean we're kind of close but not really and it, maybe it just didn't live up to the ideas that I had in my head mm-hmm. and and that's why I didn't I didn't care for the conclusion but I th- that's why I think I liked the first two books more like just because of all the world building that was there, it left so many things open-ended that I could, I could fill in the blanks myself, I guess, if that makes sense.
2: I understand that one. Yeah. Honestly, yeah. It, no, no, Well, that's part of the beauty of comics. You get, when yep. you read it, you get to put all the emphasis on anything, the intonation, everything is processed through your mind. It's the best case scenario. Yeah, exactly. But, uh, I, I was curious, was there, in in the fight between Clark and Diana, did you guys was it believable or was it like a means to an end kind of situation?
1: Again, with the like recount of the fight, I thought that it was a bit hyperbolic. Like it might have been add like, like it might have been like multiplied for storytelling's sake. I could see that. Um That's that's really the only thing that I that I caught off of it. And I would say that I
0: definitely think that um, it would play if if that scenario comes out that way. It does play out that way. Like you have a Clark that is trying to be, well, trying not to fight Diana because it's it's his friend, and he knows that she just went through something that's very traumatic, and uh, unfortunately, Diana is just white with rage at this point and, you know, fighting Berserker mode, and the unfortunate thing is they f- they end up in the Fortress of Solitude where he just has glass cases of kryptonite around that she just, you know, it doesn't hurt her, but it hurts him and now he has a hole in his chest.
2: The idea that she just grabs the stuff and just punches him holding it yeah. was, like, it's, it's the most, like, anime Dragon Ball Z way too crazy thing to have happen.
1: It's metal as fuck.
2: Yeah. (laughs) Can you you do me a favor, Ian? Look up a picture of Daniel Warren Johnson for me. Because everything's going to fall into place for you.
1: (laughs) Oh, no, I know. I know. But like, just that where it's like, oh, you think you're cool, you're going to keep the thing that you're weak, like the thing that makes you weak in your home. And now we're fighting in your home? Oh, damn right! I'm gonna beat the hell out of you with this thing that makes you weaker than people.
2: <laughs> I, I I can't like in that moment I don't think she would have even thought to go grab for it, but I think like in her frustration, her her senses are just like lashing out, and anything that's within like a solid fifty feet is just a weapon. And that was a good one that happened to be close. It just, yeah,
0: it happened to be close. I mean, yeah. To to me, it's just she's just a. A wild animal that's that's lashing out at this point and it maybe she had the forethought enough to be like oh kryptonite that's what i need and and grab it but it's
1: it's 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 a pretty brutal death scene very i choose to believe that that's the same kind of anger and rage that cheetah had in book two
2: yeah yeah um Mitch, the one one of the things that I had talked to Ian about was that I feel like there's a lot of commonalities between this one and the kind of like it's going to devour you um, nature of hatred mm-hmm. that's presented in Princess Mononoke. Okay. Yes,
0: yeah, no, that's that's definitely what it is, and 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 Cheetah is the in representation of that because mm-hmm. she mm-hmm. shows she she even acknowledges that yes you know before the world ended i had all this hate for you i had all this you know vitriol inside of me and then look what happened they they changed me they they turned me into this monster that i am now and honestly i just see myself as you like we i see you as me like we're we're the same like there's there was no reason for me to hate you mm-hmm. and and my hate is what turned me into this monster. So, you know, don't do, don't follow the same. That's why I saved you. Like, don't follow the same. Yeah. Like, I, I was not expecting all the, if it's, if it's exposition or just, uh, soliloquy or monologuing from, uh, Cheetah at that moment. Like I was not expecting her to play that role.
2: Agreed. It, it it was an unexpected one but i mean it was kind of a it was a welcome one cuz i do yeah. think that oftentimes if you have a character who ends up being this like big brutish kind of ca- kind of character in that moment i don't think you get something that's a more tender moment i guess is what i would call it
1: yeah <clears throat> i i i did really like along that same kind of thing where it wasn't necessarily a tender moment but it was just a good like exposition moment or like a good like god damn it <laughs> <laughs> or just 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 a good story moment was uh towards the end of book 4 when Diana has her powers back and she flies up with Superman's skull and she's like yelling at her mom and her mom's like they made me a victim ah, that whole thing <clears throat> they made us a victim and Diana's just like yeah so what are you going to do about it like, is is this really like, like we're better than this and this is how you chose to like go about it. Like I liked that. Yeah. And, and I kind of wanted, I told, I told Steven, I kind of just wanted the line to like, yeah. And now Nubia has tentacles for eyes. Do you see how that worked out? Yeah. Like, <laughs>
2: <laughs> in, in that moment, um, I don't know about you guys, but I kind of thought of the like exchanges that I've had with uh my mom more recently mm-hmm. uh, in, in, in everything where it's like there, there are plenty of shitty things, and people who are, are older typically lean in a different way, um, as far as like social beliefs, you know? And in that, like, you're still a product of the person who brings you up, you know? Uh, even if they teach you all like the these ideals that are supposed to be like positive, good, and everything like that, you still have those other parts of them in you as well. So I think that she has the frustration, the rage and everything that was instilled in her, but she is still 100%, um, the positive ideals that her mom raised her with. And so in that moment, she's like, this is what you raised me to be, to be Mm -hmm. a positive influence, like a savior, a protector.
1: And she keeps saying it throughout the whole thing of like, yeah, they did that, but they're still worth keeping around. Like, like mankind is worth saving because they're more than just their mistakes. Mm -hmm. like it's a thing it's she even says it to to d at the end uh when she's like hi uh i can't promise that i won't screw up again but i can promise that i'm gonna sure as hell try to not
2: i i did like the conversation with the
1: cuffs and i like the idea
2: of those cuffs still with them being kind of like a regulator kind of thing i've liked that throughout this whole thing it's an interesting one i
0: mean i don't remember if we talked about that in the first few issues or not but yeah, we we t- brought I, I, I,
2: I, I had asked you if it, if that was any kind of normal canon.
0: Okay. Do, do you remember what I said? You said no. Okay. So I, yeah, it's not. And I'm assuming that it's a, uh, homage or a spin off from the fact that that was one of Wonder Woman's original weaknesses is if anybody ever bound her mm-hmm. in any way, she loses her powers. So this is kind of a, same thing it's you know the idea of shackles er, instead of I mean the traditional Wonder Woman does wear bracers but that's that's her way of deflecting bullets you know like you saw mm-hmm. you always used to see so uh, turning that into a more of a inhibitor uh, for her so that she her full power doesn't come out that's kind of that's that 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 is new
1: it, th- there was something of, Oh, what but- I was just going to add in, I th- I think that that'd be really cool if somebody were to pick up and run with that in like main in like main story mm-hmm. of uh, just because then we could get really cool story beats of like, oh, this is a big threat. I got to take these off.
0: But you, yeah. you might run into the issue of it because that's the storyline in in the Captain Marvel movie, right? Like the idea that she had this inhibitor in her and until she finally figured out that Oh, true. She is the power, and not being given power like she is in herself, powerful. Like they take that she burns that inhibitor out, and now she's got all all access to her powers. And like, I don't get me wrong, the two companies model themselves off each other (laughs) all the time. Yeah, I just wouldn't want that conversation to overshadow the the storytelling that would be happening there. That makes sense.
2: I don't think it, it would be one they would ever do with um Gal Gadot's like current Wonder Woman or anything in the mm-hmm. movies, but I'd certainly take it in the comics at some point if there was just this like long-standing thing, um like a long-standing series and then at some point w- like one of them is removed, both are removed or something like that in like a specific moment and then it's revealed that this has been something that's holding her back and then just poof it's off to the races for that that time.
0: Yeah, it, there is definitely a story there to be told.
2: I don't think and it I, can be known by anybody though. It has to <laughs> happen, and then we know.
0: And then that she would, man would let out one laugh. She has to go have a conversation with uh, her mother,
1: Queen Hi- Hi- Hippolyta. Mm-hmm. Hippolyta. You, <laughs> you say it like a normal person. Damn it! <laughs> 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 I did. I do want to say that I did. I
0: did really enjoy that. Uh, exchange between D and and Wonder Woman when she's like when D was like, well, are, does it inhibit you at in any point? And she's like, nope. And, yeah, with just the one. Yeah, it with just the one, and it's just it's just symbolic. It's like this is me reminding myself that I have to be better, like mm-hmm. kind of thing. And she she does say that she'll keep looking for the other one, but
1: who knows if she'll ever find it. Did you, I like? Um, I like that they ended up on the mascara. Yes. Like that was, it was a nice Rivendell scene at the end.
2: Dude, that's all I was thinking. The part where she was, where, where he was in the bed, Yeah, everything about that. I was just thinking Lord of the Rings.
0: So let me ask you this. Like, I remember having this conversation in the first issue of the androgynous of D and mm-hmm. a lot of the characters, the way that, uh, what's his David Warren Johnson, Daniel, Daniel Warren Johnson. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it draws the characters. Why decide to go away from that in this final panels? Like, you obviously, see Bress.
1: because she's vulnerable now. Do you mean for
2: Diana or for D? For D. Okay. Um, no. I, I, yeah, I think it's like everyone's like people aren't bundled up tightly because they're just on the defense. You know.
1: Oh, okay. She's been unconscious for a week. She just woke up. She's vulnerable, and
0: well, she's I, been vulnerable throughout the whole story. Like she—that <laughs> is also true. <laughs> she's she's the one that's constantly looking for. I mean, yes, she's the one that eventually tell you know tell talks down to Diana and be like, you know, you we deserve better than you. But like throughout most of the books, she's constantly like, I don't know what we're gonna do. I need help. Diana needs to help us, kind of thing. Like. I get what you're saying. She's vulnerable, but I feel like she's been vulnerable throughout the whole story.
1: Oh, fair. Okay. That's yeah.
2: in In that last moment, I think this is also. Um, I don't. I don't know if it's kind of a situation where now the threat is over. Uh, everyone kind of just gets to exist, you know. Before that, we didn't know. Um, throughout that first issue, I think it was until like second, like half or half of the way through the second issue that we even confirmed for ourselves whether Edog was male or female
3: mm-hmm. and
2: again also like in this last issue i think it's very 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 clear that Edog is male you know um even though like we got to hear someone say like like um i think it was diana said that she reminded uh, that Edog reminded her of steve i think was supposed to be the insinuation right yeah uh, or Ad-Dog, great men in general yeah But they flashed to Steve a lot in this series.
0: What did you think about the arc of Thaden?
2: I didn't like that. It was very fast, and he just died. But I feel that happens in like a million things, and sometimes people are really moved by it. So maybe I'm just picky. (laughs) (laughs) It
1: it seemed... I'll I'll even go out there and say it seemed clunky. Where he was like, I can't wait to have control over new hope again Blah. wait a minute i should die a hero <laughs> <laughs> like, did you just watch one. dark knight like
2: <laughs> <laughs> I, I was wondering if it was supposed to be that now that there's someone else who can be in charge he doesn't have to roll with an iron fist because sometimes like there'll be a time when like a um, like a coach or a parent or someone like that will kind of be an extra hard ass because they think the kid needs it you know Mm-hmm. So I don't know if he was supposed to be doing something like that and going way too far <laughs> about it.
0: Yeah, you know, it maybe just became compli- complicit and just was like, okay, well everybody's looking to me anyways. I'll take advantage like kind of thing. But I mean, obviously we all still need to live. So yeah, sure. Diana can be the one that saves us. That's fine with me. Mm-hmm. I don't know it, it, the whole, like I'm going to use the lasso on you. And then all of a sudden, which, which very much became a whip. <laughs> in this storyline, yeah. it's not a lasso. Yeah. Uh, but I'm going to use the lasso on you and find out what you really think. And oh yeah, I love Diana. Like she is the last person, the last hope for all of us, kind of thing. And and it just, it all just didn't have any weight to it for me. Uh, I agree. Yeah. Um.
2: Yeah. I, I'm I'm kind of sad for anyone who has to read it as like a full collected graphic novel because I think it was. It was given more weight reading it month
1: to month. Honestly, mm-hmm. that's fair. I I think I started having more fun with this series, like with the yeah with this series, when I disconnected the emotion. Hmm. I'll take that like, one. Yeah. When I when I disconnected it from, oh no, these are supposed to be like moments that have big weight to them or anything like that. I just read it for like the i'll say it again i just read it for the like oh that's metal yeah like <laughs> that's that's when i started having fun with it like that's that's when i really like i think that's when it just clicked for me and like i, I can enjoy this will i go back and read it again probably not
2: yeah but, i, I do I, I think this will just sit on my shelf yeah and that feels weird to say because i've gone back to extremity and Uh, murder falcon Falcon. it's called fucking murder falcon and i've gone back and read it several times and cried every time
1: i've read the first two issues and they're all good (laughs) it's all good
2: there's a real emotional weight in every single one of those seven issues and so i don't know if it's again just a product of them not giving more than those four issues or what it is
3: huh
0: i i just i don't know if if you it those other properties brought you to such emotion, and yet this one doesn't have it. I, I, th- is it just because it's it's not his own IP, not his own characters, and he had to play in certain inside of a certain uh, sandbox? As far as Maybe. I know,
2: the all, all of the black label stuff, and then the things that led up to black label, they've given people pretty free reign, uh, aside from like a couple things like this or that. Um, it's an unfortunate one to. Site at this point in time or anything, but like for Superman American Alien, um, the things that we got in it, they said that they couldn't have um, a character. Uh, they could, they wouldn't let Superman say motherfucker. Um, they they didn't they didn't want Superman to look like a fool in a specific way in it, even though it's a different character. And there's other parts where he looks like plenty of a fool in that series in general. Mm-hmm. Um, they said that. Um, well he he couldn't get like drunk but he could get like a decompression sickness kind of thing that was basically him being drunk so they pick really odd things to draw the line at but everything else that happens like he puts his thumbs in Lobo's eyes he, he ends up saying something that's like more intense than motherfucker but he just doesn't say motherfucker <laughs> um, and so like it, it's it doesn't seem to be like story beats they change just tiny things
0: yeah, like they'll, you'll never see, I, I'm sure you'll never see Superman smoking a cigarette. Like it's just a brand thing. Like you can't, you can't have uh, certain things associated with another thing if it, it ever kind of, I, and I, I understand that. I mean, it seems, it seems weird and, and minute, but
2: I, I kind of get it because I mean, look at how many times we see certain frames from comics get presented. Oh, yeah. So, I mean, it's, it's almost like they have to defend a certain part of a character, you know? (laughs) Yep. I don't know.
0: So I, the last thing I wanted to talk about is, is, is the process that Bruce does or Batman does to Diana to first heal her, but then strip her of her genome that, that contains her powers and then uh, set it up so that she will wake up on her own later. And then also, oh, a robot Superman has the ability to give it to another human so that they have to make the decision.
2: It was a lot. A
3: lot,
0: right? It's just so much (laughs) just pushed into like four pages.
1: Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Like, robot Superman, I would read a book about on his own, though.
2: I I liked him a lot when he was in the fight and he's like, we don't want to fight. And turns around and he got like snapped up. I was like, ah.
1: Oh, I thought, thought he was going to do something from inside of there too. He just burst yeah. It out. <laughs> yeah, And he's just like beep boop. I am a robot. I cannot be dissolved.
2: <laughs> no, um, it, the the moment with the with the box was a, a uh, it was I, I I already nailed it. It was a lot. I didn't hate it. I didn't love it. There are two sides to this comic. That are one is very much like Ian said, just the like balls to the wall, just like metal kind of thing. And there's the other part (laughs) where it's like, but no, there's a lot of meaning to this. And I don't fully know if the two halves of those of that met in the middle for me. Well, I feel, but they're not. It it's 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 a it's a peanut butter and jelly sandwich where the two halves are just better just eating the peanut butter part and the jelly part individually. Well, see, that's like I, I don't know if I'm just not a smart enough man, but like I feel there are things there that I'm
0: supposed to be getting as representation, especially with someone giving her her power back like kind of thing or uh, uh, Bruce being the one that strips her of her powers. Like there's something that's supposed to be there and I'm just not getting it. Maybe that's why I have an issue with it. And I, ju- it, I just don't understand because I'm dumb.
2: I want Mitch to interview Danny Warren Johnson about this one
1: i would love so much yeah i would i would love it i would listen to it until i went deaf like that would be my favorite interview just what are you doing what is this because i honestly
2: i would be so super curious to see how that netted out i know he's he's a busy man and everything
1: but he's on the internet he's got a youtube channel they're both busy men they can make time (laughs) we can we can
0: can find time if he agrees i I, and honestly i would love to just pick his brain i'd love to pick his brain about the decisions that he made with these characters because I, I, I don't have any problem with the decisions. I just have an issue with the in product.
3: Mm-hmm.
2: So, Which, one, one last thing. I know, I know we're pretty much like wrapping this one up here. I was yeah. curious. How did you guys feel about Superman with the boxer
1: briefs? Because yeah. I love the boxer briefs versus just the briefs in this. Uh, I, I think he got a deal with Hanes and he was trying something out. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Like, it was one of those things that's like, it could be more comfortable, but at the same time, like, I don't know. I've just been a briefs guy for so long that, like,. You are
2: you a briefs man? No. Are I'm you talking? Are you walking around Tommy pickles in it? Like, you look like you got a little baby diaper?
1: <laughs> not at all. I'm, I'm, I'm speaking for Superman here.
2: Okay, okay.
3: I was like, no, we're, Ian,
1: we're roommates. How have I not known this? <laughs> I'm a straight up boxer's guy. Boxer briefs are Whoa. overrated.
3: Whoa. I wear boxer briefs.
1: Boxer you know, briefs are king. Overrated. Yes. Uh-huh. I wore boxer briefs the entire time I worked at Medieval Times, but that's just because they were the only thing that fit under my tights. I, that's I, the I, thing.
0: I, sorry, I just I I'm honestly surprised. I'm not going to say that I think about this a lot, but <laughs> I, would, I would when we brought the the subject up right now, I would assumed that Ian was a commando kind of guy.
1: No, no, no way. Uh. Uh-uh. When when I'm like when I'm comfy, hell yeah. Okay, like, like when I'm just like at home being comfy and whatnot. Absolutely, if I have to go out in public, boxers.
2: Gotcha, dude. There's so much extra fabric to boxers. You know what? Find out more about this next time. <laughs> um, we um, have a whole
1: episode, day. just a, like a whole overtime for this. Yeah, so, <laughs>
0: I will say this about Superman's outfit. I <laughs> one of the only things that I was, I, I, the only things that I liked about New Fifty Two is that they got rid of the out, the underwear on the outside on his outfit altogether. Like I liked the no briefs, no boxer briefs on the outside.
3: Really?
0: Yep. I did.
2: I just like the color contrast. They gotta throw something else in there. Give them a belt, whatever you need, something. I mean, you're
0: the artist, so that if that makes more sense, but to me I just liked the the clean look and the high collar.
1: <laughs> I, do, I do like the collar. Give him the most ornate cod piece.
2: And, uh, as,
0: as long
1: pictures. as there's something, <laughs> pinchers. What do you, you do? Have you
0: seen? Have you ever seen that uh, uh, comic strip online? It's so. It, the guy who just recently did that Harley Quinn book. Uh, what, the black label one. Yeah. Uh, yes, I think so. I've got those um, over here. Do <laughs> you? Yeah. What's what's the dude's name? It's like a uh, like Norwegian or Greenlander. I don't remember. Anything, right. Well, he he. Graphic he did a whole bunch of like online stuff and one of his comic strips, because the stuff is usually sexual in nature. And one of his comic strips is Lois and soups, like going to have sex for the first time. And like Superman takes his underwear off and Lois looks at his penis all weird. And she's like, what is that? He's like, it's the pincers.
1: (laughs) Uh, It's, it's the Kryptonian. Okay. It's the Kryptonian pincers. Yeah, he wouldn't have he wouldn't uh, have human genitalia. It's
2: Stefan Sajic? Yep. Yeah.
0: Sajic? That's, that's yeah. the guy. Like you check out a lot of his other stuff. Yeah, his I like his art a lot. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So.
2: Yeah, so I don't know, f- final thoughts? If you guys had to pick a random book to suggest to someone who's another comic book head, is this going to be one of the things that might be a more deep cut one that you'd suggest to someone 10 years from now?
1: I I wouldn't suggest it right off. It would be one of those like I'm looking for something just kind of like I don't know. I'm just looking for something short to read. Then maybe I might be like, eh, it's four issues. Grab it up, take a peek.
0: It would definitely be situational for me. Like I could if if something came out of this that they started to incorporate into a uh, regular canon, like as if they decided to do the bracer things like you, you, you brought up the two of you brought up as part of regular canon of, of wonder woman, I'd be like, yeah, you should really read dead earth. Cause that's where they first like trampled around with that story, that, 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 uh, mechanic. Mm-hmm. Like that would be a reason why I would, I would recommend it. Um, but as for anything else, it probably wouldn't be the number one suggestion for any, anything in particular.
2: I agree. I don't think i'll I'll suggest this one. I think i'll I'll keep my comic book uh, recommendations to his other work,
1: unfortunately, yeah.
2: but know. I love you, Daniel. I love you
1: there There were definitely some upsides. I would say if somebody was looking for something that was just like if they wanted to see good comic book action sequences, like the action in these books were were fun. I would say, go read mm-hmm. books three and four. You don't need books one and two. Whoa, you might, you I'm, <laughs> I am the flip side of this coin. <laughs> you you might be you might be a little bit lost, but just go go into it for the visuals. You don't need the story.
0: <laughs> I mean <laughs> I would say Ian's not wrong. If you decided you didn't want to read the first two stories, you could come in right at the third book because that's right when Cheetah' like explaining stuff to her. Like a lot of exposition happens in that third book, and
2: you're caught up. I'd want three, issue three, but don't give them issue four. (laughs) Because I feel like you'd still be like, wow, we came to things really fast here. This is an issue four? Like, give them issue three and just let let their mind imagine what happened in everything else. Wow.
1: I'll recommend it after I get my DO playlist that pairs with it. (laughs) So, like... I don't know. You, she goes to fight her mom, and it's just <laughs> like that. That'd be awesome because it's out in the ocean. It's all these kinds of things. It'd be cool. It's fair.
3: That's fair. <laughs>
2: uh, uh, for, for anyone who is um, uh, is wondering, Daniel Warren Johnson does have a band, and then he does also have a project that uh, he does that's just called Bruticus. Bruticus. Nice. So, nice. yeah. Enjoy.
0: Okay. Also read *Murder Falcon*. Yes. Yeah. If you didn't hear that, because he was really far away from his
3: microphone,
0: <laughs> also read Murder Falcon. Uh, if you want to talk to me about anything uh, having to do with this four issue story or just anything else in general, you can find me on Twitter. I'm at Michipedia G-E-M. GEM. stands for Geek Elite Media. steven where can people find you online?
2: You can come find me on my website. My social media things are listed on there. You can find them through that. But my website is peppermintgentleman.com.
1: Ian, okay, fancy with the website. <laughs> uh, you can find me on Twitter at Ianflux one two. That's the numbers one two. And you can find me over at Twitch. I stream pretty regularly. Twitch.tv slash Ianflux. And on Wednesdays, for the foreseeable future, you can find both me and Mitch there talking about the MCU. And a little thing we like to call "Journey into Mystery," so come hang out, be a part of the conversation that happens at the last couple weeks. It's been about six o'clock
2: six. Yeah. time,
1: somewhere around there.
2: Just, just go, go to Twitch. He'll have his his schedule right there. You can get a definite yeah. time from that one.
3: Exactly. Or follow We're him just,
0: on Twitter. He talks. He he usually tweets out when he's going to be online.
1: It's true. Yeah, fo- follow me there and follow me on Twitch and turn on notifications because when I go live it'll shoot you something and you'll oh. be like oh dang they're podcasting and you can come hang how
0: out how work. <laughs> <laughs> the rest of Geekly Media is at Geekly Media on Twitter at Geekly Media on Instagram and Facebook.com forward slash Geekly Media is our Facebook page check out archive episodes of this podcast and other podcasts on our website GeeklyMedia.com but until next time this is overtime on the Geekly Media Network saying always remember to Geek Out Geek
1: Out Tar noises.
3: (laughs) This concludes our broadcast.